Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast. Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. With me today, I have my usual co-host, James. Hi, everybody. And this next man needs no introduction at all, but he's going to get one anyway. His name is Ming Chen. Hello, Ming. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you. Over the moon at the moment. Having a little drink has uh, settled the nerves a little bit, but... That's <laughs> oh, good to meet What are you drinking? Um, actually, the only thing that was in the house was brandy. <laughs> okay, I you know a, a sniffer of brandy. Uh, I don't know if you've just finished a nice meal, but uh, yeah, good uh, good di- di- digestive. <laughs> well, yes, I have just uh, finished eating, so maybe that's good. What are you drinking, Ming? Uh, I am drinking a mineral water all the way from Monterey, Mexico, called Topo Chico. It's oh, very beautiful. popular in the south, but uh, I've managed to find some here in New Jersey, and. Um, uh, from what I understand, the Coca-Cola company has just bought this company, so it'll be worldwide soon. Ah, mm, awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Topo Chico, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're aiming for the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> what, for this podcast or for your own? <laughs> uh, for all of us. For everybody. Yeah, I'll take any sponsorship coming. That's fine by me. <laughs> me too. Yeah, the first thing I want to know is, do you know what the word codswallop means? I don't. I was about to ask. Ah, okay. Well, sorry, I jumped in there, but it's, it's quite common for the American guests that I've had on that they don't know yeah. what codswallop means. Explain this to me. Uh, I will do. It's basically, it's a slang British word, which you probably realised that part, for, well, either the, the PG version is for rubbish, or the X-rated okay. version is for shit, basically. So, <laughs> so, okay. All right, fair enough. So basically, what we plan to do today is just talk some rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the edit, Sorry. I'll put it all together and it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought that was a very strange way of descri- <laughs> describing it. I like that. <laughs> and I'm the co-host. <laughs> well, let's talk some codswallop then. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, I've got, I've got some questions for you, if you don't mind me just jumping in. I for it. <laughs> before we actually do get started properly though um how how long have you got before just in case i take as take as long as you want okay <laughs> but uh, we, we don't have a tv show to shoot anymore so uh yeah take as long as you want my friends oh bless you, Thank you. <laughs> how are you all doing about that hmm. uh i mean i miss it it uh geez man um yeah you know even though i was getting made fun of uh 90 of the time uh who doesn't want to sit around with their friends and joke around all day and then have them put it on TV? Especially if those friends are Brian and Walt. It's uh that's a that's a blessing, my friends. That's a blessing. So I I 
I miss that. I miss uh, I, I miss seeing them for you know almost every day out of for two months. So, I mean, I'll see Brian this weekend. We're going to LA Comic Con, but other than that, I'll see him like maybe once a week. But it's like a dream job, isn't it? What you basically just described: sitting around with your friends and getting filmed, and it's. Yeah, it's, uh, it sucks, to put it mildly, that they've taken it away. Yeah, it does, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? I, 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 I mean, I did everything I had to do, so... And at least you had that opportunity, because there could have been the alternative universe where you didn't have the chance to do it. Oh, yeah, And that would have sure. sucked way more, wouldn't it, so... Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I thought, I thought we had a lot of time left, though. Yeah, yeah, I did too, to be honest. I mean, as you know, it's not broadcasted over here in the uk so you never know there might be a turnaround that the uk finally gets the show but uh yeah we we are pirates we legally download the show very very often <laughs> i got no problem with that <laughs> no. hey you're talking about asian we have no copyright laws where i come from mm. so. i mean you've got to think also i mean if you look at things like say brooklyn 99 other pro we've always had things that they thought would be cancelled and they've come back so you can never say never uh We'll we'll see about that. Brooklyn Nine Nine got picked up uh, like the next day, so yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, so you know, if it happens to us, it may it may take a while. But mm. hopefully, uh, you know, there's someone out there smart enough to uh, to see that uh, we had a, we got a pretty good thing going. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not pulling down the huge money, but if I could do it, I mean, I'd have you back in a heartbeat on the air. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I would too. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but then, has it opened up any other doorways? for you not being on the show uh i, I mean as far as uh, i i mean no one's calling to put me in the movies or another show yet so i well i think in this day and age uh you kind of have to do it yourself now yeah. so i have, have that opportunity to do it yourself so uh it was easier for comic when we had a crew of like 20 people whereas <laughs> uh you know i i you know i would I, I live a fun life. It'd be fun to have someone follow me with a camera, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, other than, that, uh, other than uh, you know going to conventions, which you know I do a lot, uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that those doors have definitely opened up uh, in the last four or five years. And uh, yeah, I mean we're, we're just kind of trying to take life uh, into our own hands. That uh, that being in the form of uh, the podcast studio that me and Mike have got going on. So yeah, how is that going? So far, so good. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're launching a lot of new podcasts which was uh, always my goal mm. yeah my thing is uh, i mean you guys know i love podcasting so yeah. <laughs> i i've had so much fun with it i'm like man i wish everyone could have this much fun so i'm trying to spread that love uh, obviously you guys have found that love as well so yeah i've always wanted my own radio show and mm. i think uh most people in their heart of hearts uh have always wanted to broadcast so yeah. uh th- this is uh you know whereas before you had to go to broadcasting school and and actually make radio your job Anyone can do it now via podcast. So, I uh, that's what I that's what I love about it. Anyone anyone can do this. Everyone should be doing this. It's an amazing opportunity, though, isn't it? Like you were saying, the fact that anyone can do it. But particularly, I think, I mean, what you've done, offering that kind of studio where people can do it at, at well, to punish an even more professional level. As soon as I heard heard about what you'd done, I just thought that is a genius idea, and it amazes me that sort of nobody else had thought of doing it. Fun. I'd like to. Uh, yeah, I. I, I where I know every anyone can do it, but uh, you know you got to buy you got to buy a certain amount of gear. Mm. There, there's a little bit of technical knowledge involved, and then there's a little bit of a theory and philosophy involved as well. So I mean, all this was birthed because of uh, uh, me and Mike's prolific podcasting uh, over the last eight years. Uh, people mm. would listen to our show or uh, our brother or sister show, I guess you call it, Tom Steve Dave, 
and Smodcast, and people were wondering, uh, you know, I guess we made it look like f- so much fun. They wanted to do it as well. So we would get stopped at conventions or at the store, and people would ask us, uh, would ask us for advice. And we would give them, you know, a quick 10 or 15 minute tutorial on what kind of gear to buy and the technical details. But we've always wanted a space where we could teach, you know, like a full two hour class. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So now we have that, which is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, so, uh, yeah, launching shows, uh, watching cool people come in here, talking about their passions, um, and just having so much fun with it, just like uh, me and Mike do or, or Brian Walton Q do. Has uh, been pretty rewarding, and seeing people grow must be incredibly rewarding for you as well. Yeah, it yeah it is. I just uh, I think I just think it's just such a such a fun medium. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's got that little Howard Stern in them, <laughs> or uh, whatever whatever radio show that they grew up listening to. So it, it's nice to see people start their own shows. I love it. Well, it's actually strange. Well, funny, sorry that you were you were mentioning about the um, advice. Because that was going to be one of my things, if you didn't mind me asking. But obviously, I realise that you do that for paying, so I, I can uh, not ask the question. <laughs> but it's just—it's just more the fact of like, obviously, I'm trying to grow this podcast to. Yeah. I'm not expecting it to be huge because you know it is just an indie podcast. You know, I am sort of looking to sort of grow my audience and things like that. So sure, I just wondered if you got any advice or tips on i uh i I mean first and foremost uh if you have a podcast uh you got to tell everybody about it you can't be shy about uh not telling people you have a podcast so first and foremost i i take uh you know the new way to market the best way to market is social media so yeah uh, you know twitter facebook instagram and you know why you may have have a personal account definitely uh you know don't be shy about telling people uh, if you have a new episode tell them Tell them daily. Let them, uh, you know, remind them that you yeah. you have a new episode that they should be listening to it. That you have a podcast that you've poured your heart and soul into it, and that they must listen to it. Um, I've I've gone as far as to uh, uh, create social media accounts for individual ones for uh, the podcast that I do as well. That that uh, helps separate your podcast from your personal uh, social media posts. Yeah, and uh, you know, it just makes it a little easier to uh, promote your show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I definitely tell people in person. I tell all my friends, tell them blue in the face that they should be listening to the podcast. Uh, the people that we meet in person at, at conventions, at the store, tell them uh, we have a podcast as well. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll while everything is digital, uh, you know, I'll hand out, I'll make up cards. I'll hand out cards. I'll hand out, um, you know, what anything tangible that business cards, four by sixes, mm. six cards, whatever. Um, to let people know we have, we have a show, so it's quite funny uh, everything everything you're saying there is what I've done. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that it's all marketing, just like anybody yeah. else. Whether it be a you know, uh, whether it be a, a large scale company like Coca Cola or you know a small business, you uh, you have to promote. Just it's a job. It's you know yeah. so you're taking on another job, but if you want to grow your audience, you want to get people to listen, definitely promote. And then uh, you know, podcast wise, I. I I recommend people release a show weekly. I think that's the schedule that people are, are most used to. And uh, that will, if people know you, you have a new show every week, they'll, they'll stick with you. They'll tell people about it and uh, they'll listen consistently. So that's, that's one thing I always recommend people uh, just stick to us. Just try to stick to a consistent schedule. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, I, th- I was very intermittent, but now it's a lot more regular that, you know, it is a weekly thing. 
you know, some sometimes I might miss a day or two, you know, like sort of thing. It, it usually comes out on a Sunday, basically, but it may sort of fall either side of that. But I do try yeah. to bring out an episode every week. So yeah. And then, uh, I, you know, you know you're successful when uh, you miss a week and people start getting mad. Yeah, I know. I, I don't. It, nobody's done that yet, though. So, God damn you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People have asked me. <laughs> people have asked me where they are. <laughs> and, uh, you, you've definitely seen it with, uh, you know, the Tom Steve Dave guys. Yes. If they miss a week, people start rioting. So it's I pretty... am one of those people, to be fair, as well. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for that. I could take some of that on board and, you know, trying to move in. I just always get a bit worried that I'm too bombarding people too much. No, don't, do not, never, uh, that's, yeah, never, never fear that. Uh, you know, especially with the social media algorithms uh, and, and whether you're on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, there's just so much out there. You don't know who's who sees it. You don't know who's, yeah, you just don't know where it's be, being visible to, to who. So, you know, if you post... Yeah, if you're if you're posting every minute, that might be too much. Uh, you know, you post a couple of times a day; it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's like the episodes. Yeah, I do post them. Well, probably about two times a week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No wrong with that. Otherwise, I'm just chatting from that account, really. So yeah, but yeah, there's really nothing wrong with that. So oh, thank you again. <laughs> another an, another useful trick is to hire a very handsome co-host. Oh sure, I mean it's a it's it's a it's not a visual medium, but that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, that doesn't seem to have helped you, Gemma, has it? No, no, I've lost this since you came on board. <laughs> Damn. I am only joking, Ming. <laughs> um, so, Ming, what do you like to do in your spare time? Jeez, Ben, I, 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 I do a lot of stuff. But besides podcasting and, and traveling and going to conventions, uh, you know, I, uh, I do, geez, man, I've been spending most of my time in the studio. So that's, <laughs> been, I mean, besides reading, uh, you know, reading comics, uh, catching up with pop culture, uh, I, I do a lot of yoga to try to stay in shape. Oh, cool. Yeah. I I think, uh, geez, the last nine months have been spent building up, uh, you know, a shared universe or podcast mm-hmm. studio. So um, either that or, or, or traveling to conventions. Um yeah, other than that, geez, what else have I have I been doing? I've kind of yeah, geez, that's a great question. <laughs> like Sorry. That, yeah, I really haven't been doing I really haven't been doing that much. I'm spending almost every waking hour uh, over at the studio, or you know, I, I, on the rare chance I'm at home. Um, and then if I'm not there, I'm I'm in some weird city like uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, or New Orleans, or something. So. If I have any other spare moments, I'm usually uh, either promoting my upcoming convention appearances or uh, or any podcast that I might be. Uh, involved in but um god you, you just made me realize like yeah i haven't been doing that much well you have but you've yeah it doesn't sound like it's much but that is definitely a huge thing because obviously when you're building your own business it does take a long time yeah it's yeah. pretty it's been pretty crazy yeah. um but yeah. also that's kind of a good segue as well because you you're referring to comic cons did you want to get onto the island con conversation <laughs> Yeah, I did. Were you um so yeah, Island Con for anyone who doesn't know was uh, uh a convention that was uh, on the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Took place uh this past weekend, I believe October uh 10th through the 12th or the or the 10th and 11th. I think it was a Saturday and Sunday con. Yeah. And uh yeah, I was um I was scheduled uh, to be a guest there along with fellow comic book men Mike Zapsick and Brian Johnson. And uh yeah, we were booked about 6 months ago. I was I was really excited to come out. I had a really great experience in Scotland last year in Edinburgh. Uh, got you know got to hang out with you, which was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. 
And then, um, and I got to so hang out with you, which was pretty yeah. in the green room as well, which was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. But, uh, you know, I was going to go to the Isle of Wight, which uh, my only frame of reference for the Isle of Wight was a, a music festival that was there in the 60s. Oh, it's still there. I believe there. Jimmy Hendrix played there. And, um, uh, you know, I, I love seeing different parts of the world, so I, I'd never been there. And then I was uh, – I planned to swing up to London for a couple of days, never been there, and, and just explore. And, uh, yeah, everything looked to be great. And then slowly uh, um, invited guests started dropping out mm-hmm. in droves. And, uh, yeah, it got to the point where the, the, uh, yeah, it just looked like the con kind of crumbled and, uh, mm-hmm. we were, you know, we would, we would have to pull out as well. Basically they never booked our plane tickets. So, you know, that's, that, that makes it tough to get there. You hit some real bumps in the road, didn't you? To put it yeah. mildly. It looked like, yeah, the whole thing just seemed to go to pieces. Yeah. It just looked like, uh, they got overly ambitious and, um, they didn't have the finances to, uh, bring in as all the guests that they had announced. So, uh, you know, while that makes it bad for us. Uh, you know, it means we can't come to the convention. It makes it even worse for anyone planning mm-hmm. to come okay. because, uh, you know, they book flights or train tickets, hotels. They buy the tickets to the convention. And once all these people dropped out, uh, you know, I just found out the con was like, nope, sorry, we're not we're not giving you back your money for your tickets. And you're, you know, you're basically screwed on all your other reservations that are non-refundable. Well, I felt bad that we couldn't go. And that stunk. Um I felt worse for the people who dropped a lot of money expecting to come and hang out with us. I can assure you from people that I've spoken to anyway, and that that is quite a lot of people. Not the, not not to say oh, I'm very popular, but you know, I have spoken to a lot of people about it. Nobody is upset with any of you guys. We oh, are, yeah, I mean, we are all beyond- fully aware that it is the Comic Con who have let us down and let you down. Oh. So. Yeah, beyond our control. I mean, it's tough for us to get over there without plane tickets. So, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ming, how were you made aware? Obviously, you were saying that various things went wrong, but how were you made aware when it went south? You know, when it really was going south. I uh, my uh, my first inkling was uh, they they were planning a big American Pie uh, cast reunion from mm-hmm. the uh, American Pie movie. Yeah. And my friend who manages the cast members who booked him into the convention uh, sent me a text one morning. He's like, "Hey." I just want to let you know I, I had to pull all my clients out. Um, you know, things aren't looking very good for this convention. Just giving you a heads up. Uh, this may or may not affect you, but, you know, it's definitely uh, it's affecting my clients. And, you know, for their own protection, I've had to pull all of them. And I was like, okay, that. thank you for letting me know. I, uh, you know, I'll keep my ears open and my wits about. Uh, but at the time, I was hoping that was just an isolated incident between uh, his company and the convention, you know, I was hoping that wasn't a bad sign for us. But uh, later on, as uh, the convention was drawing closer, mm. I found out that, uh, you know, they had asked us for flight options, which they do. And uh, they were planning our itineraries. But as it became apparent that they weren't going to actually buy the plane tickets or uh, we, have, we have a booking agent that puts us into conventions like this. Mm. And she was kind of like, listen, if they don't book your plane tickets by the end of today i'm gonna have to I have, i'll have no choice but to pull all of you and that means uh me brian johnson mike sapsick uh she also books jason muse and brian yeah. Yeah. and she's like listen i'm gonna have to pull all of you uh you know I, there's nothing else i can do but for your own protection that's uh that's the deadline i've set and uh yeah they they made no attempt to uh to get us over there so unfortunately uh, she had to pull all of us out so so yeah i mean they lost a huge chunk of the the mm. guests they they announced so and, uh, you know, and it just, yeah, it's just bad. It's just bad for business. It's bad for the, for conventions in general, bad for the, the world, but it, 
it happens. Uh, you know, I these uh, these things are predicated on uh, you know ticket presales, and I imagine uh, they weren't as strong as they thought they were going to be. Uh, a lot of these cons, uh, you know, they rely on sponsorships and investor money, and who knows, you know, maybe one of those one of their big sponsors dropped out, um, maybe one of their investors dropped out, or uh, you know, or more likely it was just poor, you know, just poor management. So I think it's uh, probably the latter, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these conventions are just started by you know one guy or or, or uh, somebody and his friend. Uh, you know, they get a little bit of money together, uh, they start pouring it into planning a convention, and then they get way you know it just gets way over their head. They realize that they don't that it was a lot more work than they thought it was going to be, and uh, you know by the time anyone realizes it's it's uh, it's a little bit too late to clean up the mess. So uh, you know. Uh, your your option is to either cancel the convention or or keep it going uh, because you've invested so much into it. So, uh, you know, I heard they, they soldiered on. I had a couple of friends that were over there. That, you know, they said they made the best of it. I, I can't imagine it was as great of a, of a convention as they wanted it to be, but they kept it going. And, you know, I, at the very least, I hope everybody had fun. Yeah, because I think the problem is it sort of fell, it, it fell apart across the board somewhat with the level of, guests who are dropping out you've got to wonder who was left really like a very low level of people yeah right i know that um bam Mar- i think it's margera i can never know whether to say his name right or not oh, but i think you got that right yeah um he he didn't turn up um because he said really? that his uh flight was cancelled yeah mm-hmm. you know that's uh that's probably a load of crap i uh you know but yeah I, I mean you know bam from pop culture and, mm-hmm. and yeah. whatever you want on tv but uh you know from what i know of the convention world he yeah, he's kind of like the old Brian Johnson. He, if he wants to show up, he'll show up. If he doesn't, he'll he won't get on the plane. So, <laughs> yeah. most likely, he just decided not to go. Yeah, exactly. I don't think uh, I don't think there's much truth in the flight being canceled thing. So, oh, I so didn't, yeah, I didn't either. I thought, to be honest, I I kind of thought that it was going to be the fact that uh, he'd pulled out. Uh, you know, he'd been told you know the same sort of spiel as you have, but you know the Comic Con didn't want to kind of let on that they'd canceled get another guest you know <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i i'm um yeah i'm thinking he probably just didn't even want to go if, yeah. uh, if i if i were to speculate if i had permission to speak freely and uh yeah that's what i was uh mm. <laughs> yeah well you can always speak freely at the talking cods wallet podcast <laughs> yeah, sure. so. at the same time though i can always edit everything out as well not everything but you know most things <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah i don't know if he showed up or not but uh if he didn't it wouldn't surprise me if he did it would surprise me as well so yeah i'm pretty sure he didn't because why would he have come over just for one day it's well, quite a long yeah. journey, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I'm, uh, I can think of many thousands of reasons for him to show up. So, well, yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I, you know, I, I was, I was bummed. I really wanted to come to your side of the country, and and it would have been, it would have literally have been my side of the country as well, because I'm at, it was only like about an hour and a half, two hours away from the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. So you, so, you could have come uh, to Dorset and you could have seen the cows and you know real <laughs> countryside here. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, yeah, I just wanted you know some proper fish and chips and a mm. and, and a Guinness and 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 you know go to a curry house and there are a bunch of hidden bars in London. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's actually a pretty good comic book store I found on the Isle of Wight called Fantastic Store. Oh, okay, uh, awesome. With uh, you know, a play on the words uh, "fantastic form." Yeah, and I was looking forward to going there as well. So, 
you know, hopefully we make it over there. There, there are plenty of conventions in London. Uh, there's the MCM Comic Con yep. uh, circuit, which is very well run. Got the film and Comic Cons as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, there's fun. There's, I believe there's a concept called Showmasters, which is also mm-hmm. very well run from what I hear. Yeah, that's the and, one that I meant. Sorry. When, uh, yeah. when there's a film and Comic Con. Yeah, it is Showmasters. Yeah, they're very big, aren't they? They're running an awful lot of stuff. So Yeah, and, and you know, I would kill to come back to Edinburgh as well. So who knows? One day uh, we may return there, I hope. Because I really had a lot of great, I had a great time there. You're missing Iron Brew, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I have an emergency bottle still here, but. Oh, that's all yeah. right then. <laughs> yes, I do. I do miss it uh, very much. So I was going to say, I'm sure if you asked nicely, a lot of people would send you over some. <laughs> Get yeah, inundated sure. by it. <laughs> Other questions I had, I've, I've kind of like sort of questions that are a little bit, you know, like different. If you know what I mean, sure. Ask. Yeah, just to yeah, because I, I just think, well, if you if you're like getting interviewed all the time, it's kind of like, oh, you know, same old type things so that's why i tried to pick, think of something a bit weird and wacky so so one of my questions is can you actually speak chinese um uh, i know enough to order alcohol and and pick up women and that's about it oh okay because i was gonna say can you teach me some chinese <laughs> i um you know it doesn't come out of me until like i actually absolutely need it so you know if uh if we end up in Taiwan one day, okay, <laughs> teach how to order a beer and pick up women. That's pretty much it. Okay, but that sounds we... pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, um, you sold I'll... me, Ming. You sold, you sold me. <laughs> and I think the last time I actually used Chinese was uh, when Katrina Law was in town. Uh, we shot an episode uh, of Comic Book Man with her, and uh, afterwards uh, we all had dinner with her and her parents. And uh, her mom is Chinese, so. Uh, we were, you know, we were sitting around a dinner table. Uh, uh, Brian was there. Mike was there with his wife, and uh, I was talking Chinese to her. So that was that was cool. Yeah. I was telling her, I was just telling her her daughter was very beautiful. Uh, I was calling Brian and and Mike pieces of shit in Chinese. So <laughs> it was awesome. And they they were like, what 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 did you say? He's like, oh, uh, she I she says that you're very handsome. <laughs> you just keep saying it with a big smile on your face. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's when it comes in handy. Other than that, Definitely. I mean, why else would you need? Why, why else would you need to speak a foreign language? So, and the other thing is, is that if you speak in a foreign language as well, and you've got a smile on your face, people don't know if you're actually like talking about them or being angry or anything like that, isn't it? It's like a hidden. It's a hidden way of speaking. Well, it's a hidden oh, way yeah. of speaking. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So one day, uh, you know, we wind up in uh, in in China okay. or Taiwan, or Hong Kong. Um, yeah, it's on then. All right. Fine. We'll make a date to do it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Brilliant. What do you think will finally break the internet? Break? Oh, into China uh, or in the general? UK? Yeah. Because I have no idea. Um, I. <laughs> I don't even know why we're not in the UK yet. It seems like a lock. Uh, they, I hear from what I hear, you guys are Kevin Smith starved out there. That you guys oh, were. Uh, oh God, yes. Love anything involving Kevin Smith. We and, are. We do. Yeah. Um, I still kick myself for not going when he was doing a show. I really kick myself. Uh, if you haven't seen it at the Prince Charles Cinema, where he has his own uh. toilet named after him, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you, if he comes back, and I imagine he will. Mm should drop everything to be over there is uh in my opinion so um but yeah why uh comic man isn't on in say the uk or asia uh i don't know i guess it, uh, money rights i have <laughs> i really have no clue but i'm i'm hoping one day it uh it airs over there for what i'm hearing uh 
you know, I, I, people in other countries are starved for American entertainment. Mm. And with the, the Marvel movies being a worldwide phenomenon and comic books in general, I, I think it's high time that uh, we take over the world. So, yeah, that'd be cool if, uh, you know, we became big in like Turkey or something. <laughs> uh, I get to go to a con over there because I would go in a heartbeat. Well, you are king of the con. So, yeah, I think it'd be an absolutely brilliant idea. And you know the, the convention world spreading. Uh, they, there's one in Beijing. There's there, there are multiple ones in China. There's uh there was one that uh, just launched in New Delhi, I think, in India, which had a great reception. Even in uh the Middle Eastern com- countries, uh, there are some pretty big comic cons as well. There's one in Dubai. Wow, you don't think of Dubai as a comic con place, do you? Well, you wouldn't do now. Definitely one. There might be actually two there so that I've heard of, and uh, yeah, I think I think they got Stan Lee to come out one year. You know, these are very wealthy countries that can mm. afford to bring out. Uh, some pretty big, big guests. So, I would, yeah, man, I would love to go to Dubai. I've, I, I, the, all I know of Dubai is what I've seen in uh, on TV or the movies. So, mm. uh, I, I would absolutely love to, love to go to, you know, more some more of these, uh, you know, far off exotic countries would be, would be fun. And uh, yeah, the harder that's why I do these conventions to begin with. It takes me to places I would have never gone to on my own. When you were talking about conventions, what's the... And I'm hoping you're not treading on any questions to yours, Gemma. But oh, no, that's fine. You carry on. What's the most sort of shocking uh, thing that's happened to you at conventions? <laughs> Great question. It's been, uh, been, it's been pretty low-key. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, most of them are pretty well-run. Uh, the fans have been great. Um mm. You know, whether uh, it be at the show or, you know, I, I'm a guy who enjoys hanging out after the show. Um, and I love hanging out with the uh, people who live there, the locals. Uh, I, I love going to whatever whatever bars or restaurants all the local people go to. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, while I'm there, I want to live like they do. So mm. I don't know. Shocking, though. I, I um, yeah, nothing too crazy. I mean, we signed a baby once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's uh, that's pretty out there. Yeah, uh, the Cryptozoic Man launch, uh, that's where he signed the baby. It was caught on screen on an episode of Comic Book Men. Um, other than that, no one's really gotten too crazy, I guess. So um, I'm trying to remember. It's kind of, you know, they're fun, tended by a lot of people. But yeah, everyone gets along pretty well there. I, I've, I haven't even really seen a fight break out or anything like that. So I've seen a couple of crazy Tell Them Steve Dave fans, but you know, nothing out of line, nothing out of the ordinary really. So I, I hear, uh, I hear like, you know, the impractical jokers guys, uh, you know, Q and the gang have it much worse. Oh, much yeah. worse. I can imagine that. I've heard things of them saying that where there's been some really out there people. Oh yeah, for sure. So likewise, obviously there's some nice people as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, there definitely are some, uh, what are they called Fruit Loops, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've been we've been pretty lucky. Uh, I, I know I was at a Walking Dead convention where Norman Reedus got bit by an overzealous fan. Oh my god! <laughs> Lady just uh, you know just up and bit him and uh, <laughs> like you know broke skin and everything. So oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, she's 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 been banned for life. So other than that, yeah, I can you know, see that's, yeah, I think <laughs> uh, she might be a few screws short on that one. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, for biting. sure. Yeah, biting. a lot of these fans are, are pretty insane. So mm. it's uh yeah, I'm, I I've heard some pretty wacky conversations, but they weren't directed at me per se. I think yeah, we we've we've got it pretty lucky where I, I we don't have stalkers. We don't have people, I don't have anyone coming over stealing blades of my grass or anything. So <laughs> great reference. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, going 
to sort of like tell him Steve Dave very quickly. Um, sure, absolutely. obviously, like Bry takes, uh, t- I was, I want to say takes the mick, but what's a good, <laughs> what's a word that I actually want to use? Takes the um, piss out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. take the mick was a very English uh, saying, and I figured you probably wouldn't know what it was. Yeah. Do you find that with regards to the, the fans that they don't realize that it's actually, all kind of well not always but mostly it's banter between friends and they sort of try and imitate it themselves or it happens occasionally i get more of that online but i think once they meet me in person uh they they finally they or they meet us in person rather they realize it's all you know we're all just you know we're just busting balls like uh that's yeah that's how we that's how we uh show love in new jersey is by making fun of each other um you know brian's just a lot more clever at it than most people so yeah. um yeah online uh yeah online i don't think uh the people give me crap online uh they may not be the ones who get it right away so yeah. i i i i find it funny uh i, I you know while the the fans the uh, times fans have been pretty great uh i some of them, uh, it's funny. I, I find a lot of them lack a lot of humor, which uh, for a comedy podcast, I think, I think the the uh, the lack of the sense of humor in some of the fans is actually kind of funny. So, and uh, you, you see it. Uh, I I I I read all their community boards. I think there's some on Facebook. Uh, there's the there's a Reddit forum floating out there. Um, yeah, I tried to stay clear of Reddit myself, personally. Oh sure, but, but I'll, I'll peek. I'll peek in. Uh, you know, I may have even created a couple of fake accounts mm. <laughs> to uh, research judge people on. So uh, you know, if you can go on Reddit and find out which ones are me, good luck. But um, I think it's, I think it's pretty funny. I, I, I mean, in any fandom, uh, if you love it a lot, some people take it way too seriously. So you know, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give people a little leeway. But uh, so I read some of these posts and and laugh, whether on Twitter or social media. It's uh, it's more of a source of comedy for me. So that's good. Good. It, good. It's good that it's not taken to heart, you know. No, not at all, man. Not at all. I, I mean, look at the heart of uh of all of our podcasts. It's all based in comedy and, and exactly. trying to make each other laugh. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, I think I think people are trying to do that in you know, in some silly way. They're trying to sort of join in the joke, but the joke that they have no business of getting involved in. <laughs> I, you know what, with anything else, I'll leave it to the experts, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just make yourself sound sound silly. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't mind it. Jeez, man, if I can take jokes from Brian Johnson, I can certainly take it from uh, you know some some, some anonymous fan on the internet. So it, it doesn't really bother me. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, when you were a child. What did you want to be? Uh, I think most of my childhood dreams were based around entering the world of professional sports. So, mm-hmm. but <laughs> as uh, well then, <laughs> yeah, it didn't didn't really work out. Uh, you know, as uh, as people kept growing, uh, I stopped at five foot four, oh. or I don't know how many stone that is, or how many whatever. No way, that's weight. Uh, we, yeah, work in, weight. we work in we work in foot in foot oh, and feet. So. I, yeah. Feet and inches, you're on the mother. No problem. Yeah, it, it uh, became apparent, I think, as I entered high school that professional sports weren't really an option. So, but that was, uh, yeah, that was a dream. Other than that, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't find that out until started creating websites, and then I, I met Kevin shortly after that, and uh, and and uh, that seems to have worked out. Um, I never thought I'd get a be able to work and get paid for loving pop culture, but uh, that worked out as well. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, other than that, I was very much like Dante. That's why I love Clerk so much when it came out. Uh, you know, I saw it at a time where I had no idea what I wanted to do. And uh, yeah, luckily it all kind of worked out later on. But yeah, I, I, I mean, geez, man. Yeah, I have, when I was in, uh, in, in college, university, yeah, I really, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was, uh, yeah, when I saw Clerks, I was working in a video store, actually, much like Randall. So um, I imagine it's a place that most, uh, you know, it's a position that most people hold in life is uh, so relatable to everybody. It's nice to know that I'm not the only person who doesn't know what they want to do with the life. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of options, but uh, I don't know. I, I try. I tend to just stick to what I love doing in life and hope, hoping, hoping it works out. Yeah. Well, hey, words to live by. Yeah. And then, you know, life is short, man. Why uh, I, I would rather not trying to avoid, you know, going to a, a place and a job and, and doing something for eight or 10 hours a day that I absolutely hate. So I think, geez, man, I think I learned that from Brian Johnson, that that shouldn't even be an option. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. So I should quit my job tomorrow then, should I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know you got bills to pay and all that, yeah. but it's, it's tough doing something you absolutely hate day in and day out, which, you know, I've been I've been there. You know, you know, I know sometimes you have to suffer a little bit, but, uh, you know, your entire life, that'd be pretty tough. It would be awful. I mean, it was the thing that Kev said that his father had that issue, didn't he? He was sort of doing a job working in the post office that he hated, but he did it because he needed to do it. And I agree on sort of like what you were saying about sort of looking at things and the reevaluation of stuff, because I've had to do that myself. You've got to reevaluate what you want to do in life and what you want out of life. I think, yeah, Kev, Kevin's always the model for all of this. Uh, yeah. You know, you wanted to write, he wanted to, and, and directing kind of came naturally from that. Uh, Kevin wanted to podcast. He wanted to, uh, uh, he wanted to advocate weed. Uh, whatever whatever Kevin wants to do, he does, and he, uh, and he, and he usually wins out. And uh, I think that's a great example for uh, anybody, anybody else out there, for sure. I think his biggest achievement that, you know, like biggest achievement recently is obviously how much weight he's lost as well. Wow. Yeah. But that is so inspirational to, like for myself, because I'm quite chunky. So um, I need to lose, need to lose a few pounds. Well, uh, quite a few pounds, <laughs> you know, um, it's quite inspirational to actually see somebody else who's gone through those changes. So right, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, near-death experiences are always great motivators as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it lights a fire on the yeah. <laughs> How did you feel actually when you found out the news about that? Because obviously, being part of the family, uh, I was absolutely shocked. I'm like, you know, dude's forty. You know, he was forty-six, forty. Uh, yeah, forty, forty-seven at the time. Uh, it was the last thing on my mind to ever happen to him. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, and so I was, I was pretty shocked. And uh, when it when it happened, although uh, seeing that he has a heart attack and then two hours later posts a selfie on Instagram, I had that I had a yeah as well. Though I was like, he's the only guy I know who would who would do that. He can't take a break. He uh, <laughs> and I, I thought it was great because uh, he you know he broke his own story. He, he didn't. Yeah. He, that's what I was going to say. TMZ, some you know, some hack media outlet to totally get all the facts wrong, and even TM, you know, all the all the media outlets quoted from his Instagram post mm. um, when they was were looking for a source for the story. So, not only did he break his own story, but he was able to put out all his own facts as well. So, and then uh, I think a day later he does a does an Instagram live telling everyone that he's okay. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it made world news. Yeah. But shocking for sure. You never, yeah. uh, you never think of a guy like uh, you. Know, I, I tend to think. Uh, always thought of Kevin. You know, there's certain guys out there you think is immortal, and uh, Kevin was one of them. So yeah. to uh, 
to see that happen was uh was pretty was pretty shocking and i'm i'm glad he he was uh when it happened he was around people uh quick yeah. thinking people that and uh yeah, it could have been uh you know on an airplane like Carrie Fisher was or mm. maybe alone at home or whatever and so thank God he's around quick-thinking people who uh, were able to uh, get him to a hospital. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was saying, I remember watching it, he was saying the fact that he just felt rather, well, obviously been unwell, various, I think he was sick, things like that. And he was sort of saying, well, I'll just sort of lie down and sort of sleep it off. And obviously the terrible thing is you know that if that if you do that, well, you know what, unfortunately what the uh, result will be. People obviously, he had the, as you said, exactly the right people with him at the right time, and thank God he did, because we need more people like Kevin, not less of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, because I know how it made me feel. I did the whole absolute gasp shock, you know, kind of thing, you know, and, and I almost going to burst into tears. Oh, sure. Stuff, you know? I know we, yeah, we all did. Yeah, and it's like, I'm just, I at that point, I'm like, I'm just a fan, you know, so I was thinking mm. how bad, you know, like, has this impacted his friends and family, you know? Oh, sure. But I think we all feel, uh, you know, we feel a pretty certain connection to Kevin. I think that's why we all love him so much because he's so relatable. He he feels like, uh, you know, he just feels like a, a friend for sure. So, yeah. You know, or part of the family or just, you know, whether uh, you've seen his movies or connected with him on social media. Uh, you know, he just seems like that, that, that guy, you know, if we're not friends with him, the guy we could be friends with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just a guy, uh, you, you, you always, think we'll always be there so you know so that it was definitely shocking to be like wow he almost died you know there it, it almost it could have happened it was uh it was pretty pretty surprising uh, a little heartbreaking but uh you know i mean look at him now he looks amazing so and I, I think we've got a lot i think we've got a lot more of kevin smith to go it wasn't his time to go thank god yeah mm-hmm. touch wood yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I'm also quite interested in uh, what did you think of Walt when you first met him? <laughs> uh, I mean, prior to that, I only knew Walt from uh, you know the six times I saw him in the movie Clerks. So, and then uh, you know, I yeah. knew he. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just I just realized what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, and then I knew he was the template for Brody. So, uh, you know, I, I'm yeah going into the uh, the stash for the first time meeting him, and uh, I believe I met him in March or April of 1996 or 97, somewhere around there. That uh, I I I knew he did the logo. I knew he was an artist, and he was a friend of Kevin's, and that's that was pretty much it. So yeah, we actually had a couple of conversations the first time I met him, which uh, for most accounts uh, he doesn't really say much to anybody the first time you meet him. So um, that was pretty cool. We talked about the website I'd built. He seemed pretty intrigued with with the digital age and technology because um, he was strictly a pencil and paper guy. So yeah, I th- I, I I'd like to think that we somewhat hit it off the first time we met, and then uh, it just kind of went from there. I, I guess I would see him every four months. I had I didn't I didn't live in New Jersey at the point at that point, um, and then I met him as uh, as he ran the comic book store. And uh, yeah, I mean, slowly I got to know more of his, uh, more of his quirks. You know, the fact that he eats like three things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you know, he doesn't really talk all that much, and that he loves comics, hockey, and uh, you know, and then and that he doesn't fly. Yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah. Oh, I think uh, yeah, I think we hit it off pretty well the first time we met, and uh, you know, I, I had a pretty good impression of him. Uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a unique individual, though, for sure. So I, 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 uh, not only do I love his view of the world where, you know, he doesn't really care that much about, you know, celebrity and anything out of his pop culture world. Um, the fact that, you know, he's kind of mentally trapped in the year 1978. (laughs) 
Yeah. Other than that, uh, you know, I, um, and you know, the fact I, I, I don't know why I always thought the fact that he, that he doesn't want to fly is uh, kind of a weird thing. Uh, but that's just basically because I fly so much that I couldn't mm. imagine, uh, getting anywhere without taking an airplane. But Walt, uh, he's always the guy I go to if I want the, uh, the worst case scenario of anything. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about buying, buying this or, uh, you know, I'm thinking about going here. It's like, Oh man, you don't want to do that. You're definitely going to die. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, geez, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a dangerous idea. Um, you know, he'll always give you the worst case scenario. So you know, you just kind of think, you know, do uh, think twice about something, and, uh, and then check it through. Bolt. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, if you, and if you do it, and what if, and if what he says happens, then uh, you know, you get a good story out of it. I was like, hey man, you were right. Me and Brian probably shouldn't have gone to Tijuana. You were right about that. So. Uh, <laughs> things like that he always give you the worst case scenario of anything and 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 uh yeah he'll, he'll always uh, give you a little caution to whatever you're doing so he's guy I always go to for that yeah that's good at least you're going in a little less blindsided then aren't you yeah but uh you know definitely uh one of the most unique individuals i've ever met and uh i'm i'm happy to know him and i i uh one of my favorite parts of comic book men is that the world gets to see him as well you know, you mm. get to see him like that too. And hear that laugh as well. I love his laugh so much. Yeah, the laugh is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's quite funny actually because when I first started listening to Tell Him Steve Dave, I was like, well, what the hell is that? You know, kind of thing. Um but it took me like an episode or two. And then when I heard it, kept hearing it, and now it's like I just I almost want to have it as my alarm clock to wake up in the morning to <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it can be done, Gemma. There will be a way. Yeah, that should be a ringtone or alarm tone for for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> it just brightens up your day, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Next thing, I absolutely love Funko Pops, and I know you do too. I um, do. How, how excited were you that you were uh, turned into plastic and turned into a, uh, well, Funko Pop? It was, a, it was a dream come true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a toy collector. I've been a fan of toys for all of my life. Uh, you know, your your uh, your dream as a uh, as a toy collector is to one day uh, have yourself as a like an action figure or part of a, a toy line, and uh, that includes not a, not only having the toy itself, but the official packaging and all the graphics and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I actually got a tour of Funko um, last uh, last year, last March, while I was in Seattle. And uh, I, I noticed that they had this big board uh, in their headquarters where they allow their employees to write down suggestions. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what, what would you like to see as a Funko Pop here? And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to write on the board, but I, I started inquiring around the office like, hey, uh, you guys ever thought about, you know, can anything be turned into a pop, uh, any TV show? Uh, if so, uh, I would, you know... We would love to see comic book men pops, and uh, they're like, hey, you know, we'll we'll definitely take that into consideration. And uh, I, I kind of, uh, I, I, I'd like to think that maybe I put that that suggestion into their ear. Um, from what I hear, uh, you know, they had a meeting with, uh, they had a meeting scheduled with Kevin a couple months later, anyways, and uh, uh, that's when it may have been brought up. So uh, when I heard it was going to be official, I was. I was pretty excited. I, I didn't know that would evolve into an entire episode and us going over to headquarters and seeing uh, the launch of their official uh, retail store and uh, unveiling the figure in front of us on, uh, on, our, own, on our own TV show. So uh, the fact that it was documented as well, as well is pretty cool. But uh, I mean, in the end, uh, I, it, it, it tickles me that in some comic book shop somewhere, 
that a Ming Chen Pa figure might be next to, uh, you know, like a Darth Vader or a Boba Fett yeah. or one of the Stranger Things kids or, or Batman. I'm trying to find that comic book shop so that I can uh, go and get it. <laughs> yeah, just for, you know, that one moment that, you know, while I'm not as cool as Batman or Luke Skywalker or whatever, that, you know, on that toy shelf, I Pa figure that I, I deserve to be next to them. I think that's pretty cool. But the thing is, Ming, you, you now have, you are immortalized in plastic and you are now have immortality. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'd like to think that as well. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And have you, um, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, but there's a girl called Steph on Twitter who is, uh, her Twitter is Click and Tuna. So it's K L I K A N D T U N D, sorry, T U N A. And she is actually going around and she's making, she's making like doing drawings of people as Funko Pop. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen some of those drawings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's done me one. And I just, I was going to say, did she do the one of you? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's my Facebook page Um, and my independent Twitter. Oh, my goodness. I think the brandy's setting in. (laughs) The, um, my independent page as well. So my personal page, should I say. Uh, yeah, and I just, I absolutely love it. You know, I, I'm going to actually print it out properly and uh, put it up in a frame and everything. Cause yeah, I've seen some of them. Yeah, she's done a great job. They look uh, really cool. Yeah, she has. So so if you if you know anyone at Funko Pop that, you know, wants any new employees, <laughs> give her a job because she deserves oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, if she ever wants to do a uh, one of me, you know, hint, hint. We can ask her and she'll do it for you. Excellent. Yeah, you just um, DM her, but she's got obviously quite a bit of a waiting list oh, at the yeah. moment. But Oh, I can imagine that she's got a long yeah. waiting list. So. Yeah, and I'm surprised that she's doing it for free as well, which is obviously mm. very kind, but at the same time, she's putting so much work into it, you expect to yes. sort of pay her for it, so. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone should be uh, commissioning her for sure. Yeah, but now now that mine's been done, we can say that quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true though, absolutely. And the last of my personal questions that I have is: How sick do you get here of hearing sayings like snoogans and things like that? Oh no, I didn't, not at all. No, you just love it. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's the expression of fandom from uh, you know Kevin Smith fans. Uh, I, I, that's one thing I wish I had myself was, uh, I think the key to success for anybody is having a catchphrase. So you've got one. I, what is my catchphrase? It, because I, I, I haven't, I have not, I don't believe I have something. The way you say I, hello, everybody. I think that oh, is your catchphrase. I don't know. Could I put that on a t-shirt and people would buy it? I don't know. Would they put your face next I to think, it? <laughs> no, I think people would buy that. I really do. I don't know if that's unique to me though. You know, it's a pretty generic term, and I probably ripped it off of Kevin anyways, or uh, I think Brian says it at the beginning of most Tell Steve Dave's, right? Is that, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tell Steve I, I can't remember how he... Uh, I, because uh, I was using it for Puck Nuts, and he's like, oh, you got to change that. That's my intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just did it with such enthusiasm that uh, I guess I think we were doing Puck Nuts, and, uh, I, we, you know, everyone was kind of low energy. I'm like, let's, you know, let's do it like a traditional sports podcast. So I just went all out and... um. Yeah, that's how I want, that's. It, I, yeah, that that was all birthed from uh, puck nuts. I'm like, we're gonna do it like like a sports podcast. You come with a lot of energy, man. Sports is all mm. about adrenaline and and totally. testosterone and and just throwing all your energy on the field. Let's do that on this podcast as well. So that's I think that's where that was birthed. But 
Uh, who knows? I might, I may, uh, I may print some T-shirts up on that. Why not? Why not? No, I, I reckon. No, I, I think you should do that. I honestly mean it. I think that'd go down very well. What you could do is you could um, put the feelers out there to see if anybody would want to buy them, and then they can place an order. And <laughs> then once they've brought them, then you make the T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. yeah. You at least have, you at least have two people you know would buy them. Right. All right. Hey. <laughs> Here's the two people. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Fine, I'll buy one. Because <laughs> there was one episode, um, again, sorry, I keep referencing Telling Steve Dave. I do listen to I Sell Comics Hi. as well, by the way. So I love that podcast as well. So, <laughs> But there was one episode, however, that was, you. there was a certain word that you kept saying that was edited into like a, the end of an episode. But I oh, yeah. I think sure. It was, yeah, I'm trying to think what that word was, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. there you go. So there's your uh, catchphrase. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that would sell uh, t-shirts either, but yeah, uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> one of my personal podcasting ticks, where uh, I would confirm anything anybody said with the word right. Yeah, so I don't know if I, I guess I'd probably still do it. So yeah, but I, I do all things like that as well. Yeah. Um. Is what yeah, I, I didn't realize I did it that much until Brian cut that all together. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't realize that I do certain things until I edit the podcast, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> there I go I, again. I don't, I, I don't think I want to know what the certain things I do are. I'm sure you picked up on them, Gemma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's fine. I won't tell you about them. It's all good. You can surprise me. Falls on the editing floor, stays on the yes. editing floor. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Am I correct in thinking that you have something to do with a gaming cafe? Uh, yeah, it's located in uh, Houston, Texas. It's called uh, Coral Sword. Coral Sword's a reference to uh, the game Final Fantasy. I, I partnered with three other people to uh, open up the ultimate... Well, I just love coffee, but uh, um, I met this dude in Houston who runs uh, some pretty amazing coffee shops in Houston. And uh, he was like, hey, why don't you ever thought... Uh, what What if we combine like... Uh, coffee with gaming and comics and podcasting and twitch streaming and you know multiplayer card games and uh you know all basically all the stuff that 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 you love and that that he loved and uh yeah it just kind of took form and shape and it uh it opened in january and uh houston's one of my favorite cities so that that uh that was a slam dunk yeah it was a place i think you guys would love so hopefully you guys get to come down there one day. I'd quite like to go to Texas. So oh yeah, that's uh, I think I think Houston's probably the best city in Texas. I'll get some argument on that, but in my opinion, uh, Houston is is one of the best cities uh, in in the U.S. If not the world, I always have a I always have a magical time there. I got a lot of friends there now, and uh, yeah, a place. Uh, well, Texas, uh, you can pretty much open anything you want. So mm. um, yeah. whereas New Jersey is far more restrictive. But, uh, you know, imagine a place where you can come down and, and get some uh, amazing coffee, food. Uh, there's there's beer and wine now as well. And, uh, and you know, play games with your friends or or stream on Twitch or, you know, play Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or just just hang out. But, yeah, the goal, uh, you know, much like the podcast studio is to, is to build places that you never really want to leave. That, that you love hanging. Yeah, you, you, you'd never get me out there, I'm honest. As soon as you basically said the good coffee, the comic books, etc. Yeah, I'd never leave, ever. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just boiled down to, uh, I've always wanted to just read comics and drink coffee all day. And then at night, I want to read comics and drink a beer. So uh, you can do that. <laughs> you literally sit there all day and um, read comics, drink coffee, 
and then switch it over to beer or wine um, at night and, uh, and get, fed, get in, fed in between. And, uh, you know, we have uh, we have the gear to, to record podcasts or video streams as well. So it's uh, yeah, for me, it's a uh, it's pretty dream setup for sure. And I think am I right in thinking that the coffee brand is called Death Wish as well? Uh, that. That uh, Deathwish is one of our sponsors of the uh, the podcast studio. Ah, um, okay. Coral's business partner has his own roastery, and uh, he uses uh, he his brand is called Greenway Greenway Coffee, which is really amazing. So um, you can order it online. I recommend uh, any any coffee lovers out there uh, definitely get some Greenway Coffee because uh, it's pretty amazing. Who would we order it through, Ming? Uh, I'm a huge coffee connoisseur myself, so I've heard of the de- on the recordings of this, you'll hear me gasping because I heard Deathwish coffee and that got my uh, my ears pricked up. But tell me more of the coffee yeah, and where uh, we can yeah, order you can it order it over at uh, uh, GreenwayCoffee.com, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, Deathwish are sponsored at the studios uh, over at DeathwishCoffee.com. They are billed as the world's strongest coffee, which uh, is complete. You know, it's what you need when you're traveling around the world, going to conventions, or uh, running a 24-7 podcast studio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good man. Good man. <laughs> or you just need to wake up and kick your ass out of bed in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or in my case, just actually, you know, function. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, coffee is definitely, uh, you know, one of my lifebloods. So, yeah, whether it be, uh, you know, Greenway Coffee or Death Witch Coffee. Or you know nitrogen cold brew, or, or you know, or Rook Coffee is uh, one of the brands I drink here at, in Red Bank. It, uh, yeah, something. So it's definitely something I'm very, I love and that I that I uh, consume every day. Just interesting when you mentioned the nitrogen cold brew coffee. I've not yet had it. How is it? How have you found that? Because I've not been able to track it down here. So cold brew coffee, uh, a lot of places have put it on a nitrogen tap, mm-hmm. which uh, when when poured uh, gives it a uh, a Guinness like consistency. And wow. uh, I just think it, it's it's heavenly. It's a great. It just it's fun to drink. Mm. Um, you get caffeine. You get a nice texture, a great mouthfeel, and uh, yeah, it's it's got a little kick as well. So it'll it'll definitely get you going. That's my mission for the weekend to find some of that. Yeah, you should you should be able to find it, uh, especially in more populated places. You should be able to find a, a pretty good um, coffee joint. That will uh, have a nitrogen cold broom. I'm not sure if it's in the UK or not. Hopefully, it will be. I imagine it is. So um... I think it is, but it's a hard one to find. So, because I know the reason I tried looking for it, I know Starbucks, other coffee places available, obviously. But I know <laughs> Starbucks um, sponsored <laughs> does by the Talking Godzilla podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Starbucks has it, but you probably got to got to go to quite large ones. But I will definitely give it a shot. I will say, Ming Chen sent me. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, it's, in your case, uh, maybe Birmingham might be um, a good location. Go okay. for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Indeedy. Well, yeah, I was thinking Ming's in America, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because we're at different parts of the UK. Mm. Uh, myself and James. So right. I'm down south and. Uh, James is in the Midlands. North, north, higher, up north. Oh, you're up north. Okay. Yeah. So he's just before Scotland. I'm way down south. So, right. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Here, good luck. Uh, good luck, my friends. Thank you. <laughs> we will. We will find. We will find it. Oh yes. Yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Uh, it was definitely in Edinburgh. Edinburgh had a lot of great coffee houses. So. Um, I'm pretty sure they had some nitrogen cold brew there. I'm sure I'll find it. I will. It will. It will be my next mission. It will all be doable. Uh, Ming, could I ask you? Could I ask you another question? Um, 
Do you do you ever get stuff shouted at you, like catchphrases or comments shouted at you in the street? Um, no, not really. Uh, I <laughs> no. If I see uh, if I see people in like ant jerseys or, or you know Tom Steve paraphernalia, I'll yell back at them. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them a tell them Steve Dave and an ant salute for sure. So I, I um, yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, I, you know, I, I travel around all these conventions. There's all, almost always uh, a couple of tell them Steve Dave shirts, uh, no matter what city I'm in. So I think that's pretty good. I think they're, I think those three have sold a lot of t-shirts. So if, uh, if anyone's complaining about being cash poor, I think it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're killing it on t-shirt sales alone. So I, you know, they don't. don't I have them crying poor to you. <laughs> I can't even shift any t-shirts for free at this point, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what also happens is that Gemma sends t-shirts out and they get put in a bin by the delivery people. <laughs> this happened to me, yeah. It's so, hopefully somewhere someone's wearing that shirt, so... Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, a little raccoon or something, or a little yeah. rat. <laughs> <laughs> but James, did you want to explain your story? Um, I will very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's we're not the, before anyone is confused. This is not saying that the product is is a, is a bad product. It's a wonderful product. What happened is Gemma was being very very good to me, and she sent me a hot off the production line talking codwallop t shirt was sent to me. I was not around when it came, and I returned home to find a little card from the Royal Mail that said, "You weren't here, but we have put it in." The safe place. Now that threw me because never in all my years have I asked for a safe place. It always goes to a delivery office. Turns out the safe place was a bin in the garden. So far, sort of makes sense. It could still be in there. You go to it. I open the bin. The bin is empty because on that very day, the bin men had been emptied the bin and it had been put back where it was. So the important lesson is, and this was dealt with perfectly by Gemma, (laughs) <laughs> who I will let pick up this this part of the story. She was really good. Uh, she resent everything, but obviously we had concerns that this may happen again. So Gemma hit it, hit the nail on the head for solving it, and I'll let you explain this part, Gemma. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, basically, what I did was I uh, wrote on the <laughs> on the label on the envelope saying, "Dear postman, please do not put this in James' special space." AKA his bin. <laughs> if he is out, please take it back to the office in big red letters. <laughs> and I was like, I thought, well, that's ho- hopefully going to solve the issue. Right, did it? And it did, it did. But also, I sent it signed for as well. So yes. uh, this time, you know, I knew at least it couldn't just be left randomly. So. Because, you know, they're not cheap, are they, when you're no. um, making your own t shirts? Oh, no, not at all. I, yeah, I know yeah. that firsthand. So. For sure. God bless them, they listened. <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably the sign for part, to be honest. They would probably oh. test it. You know what the British people are like. Oh, they, they, they made me sign for it, trust me. <laughs> 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 they really did. <laughs> yeah, sign in blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the main thing. As long as you did have to sign for it, that's fine. <laughs> Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to discuss? Because we've gone off into a little bit of a tangent here, so... <laughs> Uh, no, I just, uh, I just love, uh, you know, the technology makes it so that we can podcast from pretty much anywhere. Yeah. And, um, I love yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm bummed. I didn't get to see you in person. Uh, you know, once, if, if only, but once a year, mm. we came so close, we came so close and yet so far, but you know, I, I I guess, uh, you know, as they say, everything happens for a reason as well. So Yeah, and um, I mean, you weren't even, like, I was in New Jersey and you weren't even there either. So 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably a convention. But, you know, uh, as they say, everything happens for a reason. Uh, I, all I know is somewhere in the world we're, we're owed a trip to uh, to the UK. So yep. hopefully hopefully that happens soon. We just know for the future that when we all do finally get to meet up, it'll be exceptional and brilliant. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll treasure it that much more. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. And we'll take you out for drinks again and try not to get you run over by a bus because you almost got run over by a bus the first time. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, what's a little what's life without a little danger? <laughs> well, I think we would nearly nearly saw the colour of fear when, <laughs> when that happens. We're like, yeah, no! you know. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> James, just so you know, Ming ran out into the middle of the road and then decided to run back, even though <laughs> there was a bus coming. <laughs> yeah. That could have ended very messily by the sounds of it. Yeah, why why not? Yeah, you cheat death once or twice. Well it keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> of course. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Ming. When you come to the UK, I will take you out for a coffee. That uh, sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. I might have a cup of tea, though, if that's all right, if I'm allowed to come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow that. All right. <laughs> what, you're allowing me to come? We'll have a cup of tea. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Yeah, all right, that's <laughs> Okay, well, this has been another episode of Talking Codswallop. I have been Gemma. I have been James. <laughs> and Ming, you can take yourself out if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Ming Chen, all the way from the US. I get to talk Codswallop with you guys soon. Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at codswallop pod this podcast is available on podbean no phony podcast network itunes stitcher and many other podcast mediums thank you for listening to our codswallop your interest in my instruments so I thought he could substitute just for a minute while y'all left
आहे 